pocket socks. <laughs> did you? Did you? Hear yeah, him? I'm gonna leave that part in. <laughs> All right. Motivation from the haters. I don't even know where we were. Finally here. Seems like forever. Does. I mean, last year didn't seem real, but it's real now, people. College football is back. It's back, baby. Little clap. And since college football is back, not the experts is back. And since college football and not the experts is back, that means not the experts college football edition with Levi Evans and Chris Wesley is back. Hell yeah. The CFBP. Yeah. The N-T-E-C-F-B-P. F-L. <laughs> for, for life. And Chris Wesley. Oh, I'm Levi Evans, of course. That is Chris Wesley joining me from Tuscaloosa. Um, howdy, howdy. Chris, how was uh, the, the great town, uh, title town, Alabama? For a uh, a town with such a terrible team in history, <laughs> it's it's not a bad place to be. Yeah, there's good food, there's good eats, good drinks. Views not bad. You know, what's sad. I- oh, sorry. Is, uh, I've yet to really experience the uh, Tuscaloosa dining culture out of the what? many times I've been there. Yeah, I've never really gone to the hot spots there. I don't even know what the hot spots are, but we've been uh, we're working at on University Boulevard, and you the stadium. Oh yeah, then that's that's the spot. Yeah, Isn't honestly, I could hit a trip. I could hit a golf ball and hit the st- side of the stadium. Yeah. Hopefully, I could punch it through a hole or something and knock Saban out or whatever. <laughs> Not well, that I can do violence, but they're in well, Atlanta. you never away know. He might game. be he might be away from the distractions and at home just doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it is uh there are a lot of good places to eat downtown. Yeah, I know. I I've heard of them and like I've just never gotten to it. But um let's see. Let me pull up my little list or our topics have, we're going to run over. Have you I'm sure you have. Have you eaten at Dreamland? No, dude. That's like the number oh. one spot that I'm so mad I haven't eaten at. The thing is uh there's like an original Dreamland which is just literally the shack yeah, like you ever watch Friday Night Lights when yeah. Coach Taylor goes to East Dillon, or maybe it's West Dillon, the Lions? Well, that barbecue shack that's in that show, this is like the original Dreamland. And then they have, of course, that gentrified, like touristy location where all the college kids and stuff go. Yeah, the but I tell you what, one. at the shack, they serve barbecue ribs, sausage, and chicken. That's it. You get a yeah. few side options. By far the best barbecue I've had. Yeah, and isn't it you just get and they'll throw a white piece of bread on it, and then uh, don't yeah, you have like the choice between water and sweet tea? Yeah, those are your options with beer. Um, and then they give you like two pieces of white bread with like some shoop sauce or some sort of kind of spicy barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I knew it was legit when he get over there. I knew it was legit when he put the Dixie plate down in front of me with 
two pieces of white bread and a little styrofoam cup of sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how you know it's real. It's real if you can't wash the uh, the whatever it came on after the dish. Exactly. If they just toss it away, yeah. you know, it's legit. All right. Well, the list of topics that I just found and then put away as I got distracted by Dreamland. Uh, we're going to give our two early playoff predictions. <clears throat> so our fo- top four teams that will make it. Since we're sort of a SEC focused pod, we're going to pick our not necessarily the SEC winner, which we can, but the two division winners. Um, we're going to give our underrated teams and our overrated teams for this year. Most play the player we're most excited to watch for our Heisman favorites, and then we're going to end it with a few uh, notable games with a. Uh, making our picks there, but let's go ahead. Way too early top four or playoff prediction. Give it to me, Chris. Who's your four teams? Do you want my, uh, my one, two and three and four in order? You can, if you have them, I don't have mine in order, but you, if you have it in order, go ahead. So I'll just go in reverse order. And this one may shock you. Um, but I had this thought at the end of last season. I'm going to stick with it this season. Um, I got LSU coming in at number four. Wow. I'm muting myself yeah. there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Miles Brennan really impressed me at the end of last season, and LSU, the way they played Florida, I was convinced that they were. Okay. Okay. So back to what I was saying. Yeah, so wait, give me your number four. Wait, number four again. Give that give that shocking one again. LSU is gonna come in hot this year, number four. And I made that prediction at the end of last season because I was really impressed with the way they played. Now that Miles Brennan is hurt, I'm not too sure, but I had to stick with it. Number three, I got coming coming in hot, North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm. I think that is a popular pick. Yeah, I think this year is the year that Clemson loses their their holding in the ACC. Okay. Number two, I got Oklahoma come in, mm-hmm. which obvious reasons there, I suppose. And then number one, of course, I'm not alone in it this year because uh, good old Lee Corso agreed with me on this, but I got Georgia coming in at number one. Good list. Good list. Um, it's it's not your typical playoff list, but it could happen. Yeah, it, it could. Uh, I'm going to – I'll give my four, and then we'll address it. Mine, in no particular order either, I'm going to go Oregon. It's my surprise pick, Oregon. And we're going to find out really quick if I'm going to be right or not because week two next weekend, they will be playing Ohio State. So that will be a huge game right there. Um, and they got uh, QB, their new starting QB. He trans- He's transferring from uh, Boston College. And I think he started like freshman, sophomore, junior year at Boston College. He's a pretty solid QB. Um, can't remember his first name. I think it's Austin Brown. But solid. Oregon's got good playmakers. And I like their head coach a lot, uh, Mario Cristobal, uh, Oregon. Then I got Alabama. 
we'll talk about that later. Then I got Oklahoma. Never want to pick Oklahoma. I usually don't pick Oklahoma in the top four, but their schedule is so trash this year that they'll probably do it. And then I have UGA as well. Let's go, baby. So do we both have – let's just go ahead and give our national championship prediction uh, winner here. Who do you have winning it all, Chris? For the umpteenth time in a row, Georgia will win the national championship this year. <laughs> umpteenth. Um, yeah, so I got Georgia winning it this year too. It's crazy. A lot of people have Georgia winning it this year. Is Kirby Smart on the hot seat if he doesn't win it this year, Chris? Is this like is this the correct expectation everybody should have of Georgia? Or are you, as a Georgia fan, a state of Georgia resident, are you scared of the hype? Because Georgians don't do well under hype, whether you're an Atlanta pro team or a college uh, Georgia team. Yeah, we tend not to fare well when the focus is on us, whether us being Georgia Bulldogs, the Atlanta Hawks, the Braves, the list continues. But I believe this year is a year, and it's just, I don't know, all the pieces are falling together. But I'm not scared that – I don't think Kirby will be on the hot seat. Like, I know, I know everyone's saying he's mirroring Mark Rick's, like, history or whatever. But it's – I don't know. I just – they'd be dumb to fire him. Because, I mean, there's no one really better out there at the moment unless well, you steal someone big name, Kirby's bigger already, name. Kirby has already surpassed Mark Rick's career and every accolade uh, or fake accolade that y'all have wanted to give Mark Rick throughout his career. I think he should, but that's just me being, um, you know, someone who's really not that invested into Georgia football and me just being a fan. But – yeah, I mean, he's going to be a lifer there. I don't think he will be on the hot seat, but come on, bro. Like, go ahead. Get it done already, Kirby. I think Kirby, he would tell the camera and he would tell the public that they're ahead of schedule or, you know, he didn't walk in expecting this. That was this going to be his fifth year, sixth yes. year. Yeah. Fifth. So I'm sure, fifth. you know, national title maybe wasn't fifth year. He wouldn't say that now, but – yeah, I'm sure that has been the expectation. I'm sure he probably would have already had his ring, a ring on his finger, um, if you would have asked him five years ago. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's not much of an excuse, but I mean, if it wasn't for Nick Saban, Georgia would absolutely have probably two under Kirby Smart, which that just goes to show Nick Saban is probably the GOAT of all time. Yes. Yeah. But still, like, if it wasn't for Nick Saban, who else would it be? Clemson might have a few. Georgia would have a few. That's it. Uh, Ohio State. Maybe. And would LSU you, would there. Well, I mean, LSU had that one place. year. And, yeah, I, it's whatever. Um, we'll get into a little bit deeper talk um, into those picks we gave. But we will move on with our way too earlys here. Who's your Heisman favorite? No, actually, actually, screw it. Let's stick with teams here. Do you have an underrated team and an overrated team? Uh, yeah, obviously, my underrated team is LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, I just what I don't know how to explain it. Besides what I saw at the end of last season, they just looked totally different. And then they honestly had me believing that they would be a playoff contender again. 
Uh, now that can all change with Miles Brennan out, but uh, I forget who their backup quarterback is. He's not terrible. He's an athlete. He's freakishly huge. But I just – I don't know. I just feel like LSU has a chance this year to not repeat what they did two years ago, but come close. So you have number 16 LSU underrated. I do. And you do have them going into your playoff. All right, so who's your overrated team? Uh, my overrated team – I'm going to say is uh, it's it's the same every year. Notre Dame, get yeah. Notre Dame out of like how many years in a row is this? Five years in a row that they've been preseason top ten, something like that. Yeah, I, don't, I just I hate Notre Dame. I know I'm Catholic and all, but mm-hmm. they're not their kind of Catholics I support. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. Well, um. My most overrated team is your most underrated team, LSU, uh, sitting at 16. I do not believe that Coach O can actually develop players. And we haven't seen – he had a whole new staff last year. He lost a bunch of his players to COVID. He had a lot of other issues going on, too, uh, off the field within LSU when it came to all the uh, scandals and rapes and everything with an athletic program itself. So a lot of distractions there. So you could easily um, make the argument that they are underrated, Chris, but no, I don't believe in Cocho. I don't know who this new staff is. Well, I do, but I I don't trust them to develop players or missing miles Brennan. They do have um, a decent QB stepping in in his place. He has no experience though. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just not a big believer in LSU, but it's mainly Coach O I'm not a big believer in. And my most um, underrated team, I'm going to have to go with uh, – yeah, I, I mean uh, – this is bad. I don't know if I have one. Yeah, it's hard to find an overrated team this early in the season. Or underrated. Oh, underrated. Yeah, underrated. Mm. I'll give it to Oregon. I mean, I'll just stick with the top four. I'll probably just edit that out. But, yeah, Oregon. (laughs) All right, Heisman favorite. Well, the uh, the betting odds as of I don't know maybe a month ago, Spentler Rattler, Spencer, Spencer, whatever. <laughs> I just I don't. He was plus eight hundred, which I still don't. I don't see what everyone sees in him. He had a decent season last year. Nothing to write home about. But my personal, I'm gonna be a fan of my home team here. But uh, I think JT Daniels, if Georgia can win the national championship, will be able to – he'll be able to bring home some hardware this year. And it's simply for the fact that last year in the the six games without JT Daniels, maybe it was seven, uh, they averaged like 30, 31 points a game, barely 250 passing yards, something like that. Well, he came in and he, he went and took the team – their average score, 10 points higher a game, 
with 100 extra passing yards a game and I want to say like 80-something rushing yards a game. So with him just being on the field, he makes Georgia being better. And by Georgia being better, it's always a top 10 or top 14 that seems to win the Heisman anyway. So, yeah, I, if you weren't going to say JT Daniel, I was going to say JT Daniel. He was pretty much like kind of stepped in and became the best QB um, in the nation, really, and made a lot of Georgia fans clamor for him. And, you know, there's always next year. Y'all went straight to that. JT Daniel injected that into y'all really early last year, earlier than normal. But my Heisman favorite, since you took JT Daniel, I'm going to go with my boy who we haven't seen in like three or four years. It's crazy. He's still in college. He's now at a, a Power 5 program at Florida State quarterback McKenzie Milton I fell in love with this guy when they won their fake national championship he was the only person I could tolerate on that whole roster and staff of UCF but McKenzie Milton I'm excited for it is Florida State going to be good probably not but if they are it's because McKenzie Milton um, wrote pretty much revived them and McKenzie Milton is already responsible for one person's um, career uh, to launch, and that is Scott Frost. It is so obvious he doesn't belong where he is right now in Nebraska, but, hey, McKenzie Moulton got him there. So where's where's he going to get Florida State this year in his last hoorah? All right, so that was our Heisman favorites, but we also did most uh, – our player we we're most excited to watch that maybe wouldn't be in the Heisman, who you got? Um, I did a few Georgia players just because I'm partial to Georgia, but I also have a few non-Georgia players. Okay. Um, and most of them wind up being quarterbacks, of course, because they seem to be the star of every team they're on. I'll just give you a few. Uh, I am excited excited to see Bryce Young because yeah. there's so much hype about him. He's preseason Heisman, won the top five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, wait, wait. And-, and let me stop you. Let me stop you. Do you have another? On this non-Georgia list here, do you have another QB on there within the SEC? In the SEC, yeah, Matt Corral. Okay. Who, well, who's, just, he, who's he play for? Ole Miss. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. With that right. Lane Kiffin that is, offense? Yes, yeah. So, good, good pick there, man, good pick. Yeah, I think he uh, – I mean, after what he did – was that last season I guess he did that? Mm-hmm. He uh, – I mean, with that offense, Ole Miss is going to be a top three contender in the West mm-hmm. for years to come. So, and then also threw in Derek King too, because I think we'll get to see him on center stage come Saturday yeah. against Alabama, and I think that'll that's probably going to decide his season. Because if he loses terribly, it'll probably be in his head, and he'll get a fungus, and that'll just ruin his season for him. But I think he has the potential to be a Heisman favorite too. Okay, and I think he does lead. Well, Spencer Rattler does. Derek King's up there though, isn't he? And the yeah, uh, like a month ago he was hmm. number seven on the list at plus two thousand. Okay, so good list, good list. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay outside of my own team as well. Um, I've got two players: one in the SEC, one in um, the ACC. I'll get the ACC guy first. Uh, Justin Ross, wide receiver from Clemson. The dude's ridiculous. Uh, I'm a big Justin Ross fan. Uh, 
I think he's going to be one of the top wide receivers taken in the draft next year. Um, then, and then to DJ Ugalele, like he's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence or a lot of the coaching staff has said that. And I kind of think he will be too. Emory Jones is my other guy out of Florida. And I think this is his fifth year, fifth year senior. Uh, this may be his true senior year with four years, but Coming out locally, um, Chris's dad has seen this guy play a lot in high school. Um, correct? Am I correct? Coming out of yeah. uh, Heard he County? He always goes on seas. Yeah, he comes from Heard County. My dad grew up in Heard County, so they always go to their games. Yeah, and Heard County High is, like, not far from where I live. <clears throat> I'm not – maybe excited isn't, like, the m- most appropriate term to use – more anxious would be better, I think, just because I don't I don't think he's going to be that good. And a lot of people have actually put him on their Heisman board and have put in Florida's potentially upsetting Alabama and Georgia this year and surprising the whole SEC. And I want to see him succeed. And, like, it, that'd be great. He's very talented. But at the same time, I don't think um, – the arm and the decision making is there. The arm, what he's got the arm strength. It was it's the arm accuracy. I don't think the accuracy and the decision making is there for him. Yeah, he definitely opens it up for the double the dual threat. But yeah. he's definitely going to be at least two tiers down from where Cal Trask was last year. Yeah, yeah. He he kept getting his job taken by other guys yeah. because he was the one who's supposed to be next up, and then Driscoll comes in. Is is that too early, or is that I think that's correct? You had Driscoll, Trask, yeah. uh, Felipe Franks coming. Look, if you're losing the starting job to Felipe Franks, I mean, I I can't tell you. I can't say I have much faith in you and being successful, um, but. Am I missing something? Was that it besides our predictions? Uh, no, I, mean, we, I think that, that's it. Um, well, we can get off. Uh, yeah, so that was it. Before we go into predictions, though, I'll open it up to you. I mean, is there anything is specifically you want to talk about? Um, No, I guess I do have a hot take, though, for the SEC East and West. Yes. Which I don't think we talked about that, did we? No. I thought that was, we didn't talk about like the East and West or the SEC. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. That's right. Our SEC uh, divisions. But go ahead. You can. Auburn will finish last in the West this season. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know if that's a hot take because I've seen a few coaches' list or coaches' polls or whatever that has them like coming in at 23, 24. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them. I actually have them going. Uh, Five and seven this season. Oh wow! Yeah, with losses to Penn State, LSU, UGA, Arkansas, A and M, Mississippi State, and Bama. Mm, Hot takes, hot take galore. All right, who's your uh, SEC division winners? Well, I'm gonna assume it's LSU and Georgia. No, it's actually uh, Georgia and Alabama. Okay, and then Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship. And yep. LSU gets it. Yep. But, uh, mine is the same, Alabama and Georgia as well. And it's going to be weird. I mean, because I, te- I think both teams are going to go undefeated. 
hosts and then one will lose in the SEC championship to each other, but both will make it. I think that's how it will play out. Yeah, I actually have LSU beating Alabama in the regular season too. Mm, hot take. after this Miles Brennan injury that's subject to change and it being in Tuscaloosa, I believe, this year, it's not much help. But... Uh, let me look. And see if we – because my upset alert for Alabama this year would be Texas A&M. But that's if they – is that what you just said? No, I said LSU is the upset alert. Yeah. Uh, let's see if Alabama's playing that. Yeah, Alabama's playing at Texas A&M this year. Early that's a, October. It's a tough stadium, too. That's a huge stadium. 112,000, I think it holds. Something like that. It's up there in the six digits for sure. A heavy yeah. six digits for college football. Um. Well, what what do you think about Texas A&M? I don't. They're like starting the season at six, I believe. Yeah, they are. Um, I had some notes on them. I just – which like we can – we'll get into specifics next week uh, or, you know, in our later episodes, but. I just think uh, – I'm not too sure who their QB is going to be. And the last I heard, they haven't – they're really back and forth on who they're going to start. Let's see. I know it's uh, Haynes King, I believe, and uh, Zach Calzada. Yeah. Is, is that his name? And – so what Haynes King won that. Haynes oh, King he did start. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right. Um, which I know Jimbo, he had he's pretty good when it comes to QBs, but yeah. Screw this prediction, bro. Forget that I said that. I'm looking at this kid now. No, Texas A&M. That should have been my overrated team too. Why do we keep putting Texas A&M up there? Why do we keep hyping these Texas A&M players? Yeah. Get that crap out of here. I'm just glad to see Kellen Mond's not a Heisman favorite this year. Yeah, that, exactly. That Heisman dark horse. That's He never looked good. I mean, he led the team to a decent season last year in the midst yeah. of COVID, but besides that, he never – he was never impressive. No, he wasn't. Um, any other I, – I do want to say – I got to make this a thing every year. I did it last year, so I got to keep it with a thing. I was – I don't know, Chris, you telling me if I was more right or more wrong, but who's going to take down Nick Saban? Who's the former assistant? Who's the first one? And is it going to be Kirby this year? It could be. My prediction has been Lane Kiffin will be that one, but – I can't stick with that one this year. I mean, I'm still going to stick to the original pick that Lane Kiffin will be the first, but I don't think it's going to be this year because I think Alabama, our defense is our strongest point of our team. And so while Lane Kiffin is going to be able to put up points against us, I think our defense will be a little bit too good and we'll be able to stop them on a, on a handful of possessions at least. I mean, if anything, it, it'll probably wind up being the – same kind of game it was last year between Alabama and Ole Miss. Wasn't that a 10-point game? Yeah, something like that. And 
It wound up being two possessions, but that was a late score by Alabama. Yeah, Alabama scored on every single possession. Except uh, for one. Uh, yeah, except for they one. Pu- and I they think punted early on. And Ole Miss every possession except for like three, I think, something like that. And we were able to force more field goals. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think what, our defense is just a little too strong and our offense is going to be straight. And Lane Kiffin hasn't proven a defense yet. For I find it I find it hard to believe that Alabama is going to be the same powerhouse. That they were. They've lost yeah. other receivers. They lost their QB for, I guess, the third year in a row, whatever. Yeah. They always recover at the QB position. Um, but then they also lost their offensive line. Didn't y'all mm-hmm. lose three starters on the offensive line? Yeah, let me go. All me NFL quality, too. Like, all these guys that they lost are in the NFL now. That's a huge step back from where they were last season. So, I'm the one who always gets accused of always downplay Alabama. I'm never accurate on – you know, I, I, I'm i an Alabama fan, and I just soft, and I'm like, oh, we're not going to do anything this year, even though I was very strong on the point that we were going to win the Natty last year. Um, I don't have that weird feeling this year, and maybe I'm just losing my senses, uh, my spidey senses, but I feel Might like we're going to be straight. It may be. It may be. that that That's what it is. I mean, I feel like I've had COVID and I just never knew it. And that was the thing I lost was my college football spidey senses. And my spidey senses says we're going to be straight. And it's just because that defense, like, we got some dogs on defense to where, like, I don't think a lot of QBs, you better be fleet of foot uh, or your offensive line better be a freaking brick wall just because our pass rush is going to be so strong. And running on Alabama has never been – a successful scheme unless you're doing an Auburn uh, option style run. But Bryce Young, I don't know yet about him. Um, I, that's where I get the little gut there. It's like maybe we are hyping this dude up too much sometimes. And uh, our running backs aren't as good either as we usually have had. But I don't know. I think we're just going to be – you may be right, Chris. You may be right. We may end up losing three games this year, but I think I'm just so excited to see a new Alabama team on the field, and these are the most exciting seasons for me that I don't really care about the end result because it's been a while since I've been, like, this intrigued for Alabama. Does that make sense? Yeah, you just you don't know what the product is that you're about to get. Yeah, and I usually – these past few years, I've known what the product is. Um, some things have shaped out and crazy results have happened due to Jalen Hurts and Tua. But, like, last year I knew what we had. This year is completely new, though, completely new. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help either you lost Steve Sarkeesian. I think that's going to be a big loss, too. Yeah, well, that is, is a big loss. And that is um Bill O'Brien is definitely going to be interesting to see how he runs it there, but I mean, we got Bill O'Brien uh as our offensive coordinator and we have Doug Peterson as our offensive line coach. Two former NFL head coaches doing positions. All right, you ready to get into uh picks now? <laughs> yes, I'm all about picking when money is involved. Uh all right, so We'll start with number one, Alabama versus number 14, Miami. I'm going to go ahead and say um, De'Eric King's Heisman little projection run is going to take a huge hit um, this weekend. 
I'm planning on going to the game. I haven't bought a ticket yet, but I'm really probably not going to end up buying a ticket to go to this just because I don't think it's going to be that good of a game. What do you think, Chris? I, I got Alabama plus three touchdowns. Wow, that's a uh, that's a big spread there. Um, I think the spread right now is uh, 19 and a half. I think that's what it's sitting at, or at least mm-hmm. the most recent that I see. Um, I think Miami's going to cover that. I think that their offense is going to be uh, more explosive than a lot of people are thinking, led by Derek King. Mm-hmm. But I just – I think I was torn between LSU or Miami beating Alabama this year. And I think Miami might be the team to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take them with the, the cover of 19 and a half. All right. All right. Uh Penn State, Wisconsin, number 14, Penn State, taking on number 12, Wisconsin, Big Ten. Okay, I actually have a – I think Penn State's going to take that game. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of big on Penn State this year. I have no clue why. I'm just kind of like riding with the with yeah. many lines. I mean, I'm lying if I'm saying I'm well-versed in both these teams. I just know a lot of people are high on Wisconsin this year, and I think they're bringing back a lot of guys. I'm going to go Wisconsin. Yeah. And two, I still don't trust James. Is James Franklin still at Penn State? I don't what, – what's he been doing? Yeah. yeah. All right. He is. Number 17, Indiana versus number 18, Iowa. I'm trying to pull up these darn uh, spreads. But who – Iowa and uh, – uh, Indiana. Indiana. I'm going to go with Indiana. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say – um. I was thinking this too right before we started. I didn't have spreads down. So we can do spreads the rest of the season. Um, because I just really forgotten to write spreads down. Unless you want to yeah. look them up or if you yeah, got them. I'm trying to. I'm sitting outside in the back of the box, man, because there's too many people <laughs> in the lobby. So my signal's kind of spotty, but no, you're good. Uh I'm gonna go uh Michael Penix Jr. in Indiana. Yeah, I just Indiana's been improving year on it year over year so mm-hmm. i think i think they'll take it too um a surprising top 25 matchup we have the louisiana raging cajuns at number 23 and they're going to open up the season in austin texas against number 21 the matthew mcconaughey longhorns who do you have horns down baby i'm almost stick with raging cajun because i like an underdog and i mm-hmm. like what they're producing but I just um, – that's that's another overrated team for me, Texas. Yeah. Texas, it, Texas is not back. You you couldn't name a better way to start Steve Sarkeesian's uh, career at Texas than a loss to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. That's how the Texas dynasty goes. That's how it will go. Um, yeah, I got the Raging Cajuns as well. Uh and this I is, think sh- shout out to uh, Davis Conley. Wasn't he uh, coaching there? Wasn't oh, he a strength he coach? Be. I think he, he just be. left, but I'm pretty sure he was coaching there. Oh, okay, well, shout out. Yeah, I think he did leave too. I think he's somewhere else. But um, hey, Davis, if if you're listening, and if you're still at Louisiana, shout out, and we're sorry. Um, this is out, not necessarily a top twenty-five, but one and zero UCLA with the boy Chip Kelly versus number 15 LSU and this will be in the Rose Bowl. I'm guessing you're you got LSU. Yeah, I'm taking LSU on this one. Uh I'm pretty sure the uh the condition 
over there in the fields, like I'm pretty sure there's a wildfire still going on. And I saw a lot of reports like people were not I saw it on a Reddit post, but people were selling their tickets because they didn't want to sit in a hundred degree heat with smog and smoke in the air. So it's I don't think it's gonna be a very clean game, um, simply for the conditions out there. But I'm gonna go with LSU because the SEC tends to have their way with the Rose Bowl anyway. Yeah, well, two two teams who come from states that God does not like, um, as God is punishing them both uh, consistently, habitually, and currently. Um, just because of that, I'm going to say the stadium blows up and <laughs> God's work is finally done. That's my prediction. Uh, maybe the maybe the San Andreas fault will just completely fracture. Yeah, <laughs> and this game will lose connection maybe in the third quarter because they've drifted too far at sea. And they start sinking, which, never mind. (laughs) I was going to say, I guess LSU will feel at home with that being underwater. That's uh, a little too soon, I reckon. I know. I was going to say, I got the Miami Hurricanes in this one. And I was trying to think of a team. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to to think of a team that had uh, fire as its mascot. But I got the Arizona State uh, Sun Devils uh, winning in Pasadena against LSU and UCLA. Um. Notre Dame, this is another non-top 25, but we have number nine, the overrated Notre Dame, according to Chris Wesley. Going up Always against overrated. my Heisman favorite, Mackenzie Milton at Florida State. Who you got? You know, Notre Dame, as much as I hate on Notre Dame, I think they're in a better spot. Uh, trying to think of the word. But I just think their program's in a better spot than Florida Boy, State. Yeah, yeah. Florida State, I forget who their coach just was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, who it just was, it was Taggart, not too Taggart, long ago, yeah, a couple fully years Taggart. ago. Yeah. yeah. I just – Florida State's not in a good position. Now, two years from now, I might take Florida State. Mm-hmm. But Notre Dame's, as much as I hate on them, they're too good for Florida State to do anything. Yeah, ever since Jimbo fat in his pockets uh, out in College Station, Florida State has never been the same. It's broken. On my paper, I've got Notre Dame winning for the same exact reasons as you do, Chris. At least, even though Notre Dame is the laughing stock to a lot of us, um, Brian Kelly has at least been doing a little bit of the job and has kept his team consistent and does recurring top 25 draft classes. Florida State's draft classes the past couple of years have absolutely sucked. But I got McKenzie Milton winning the Heisman. So McKenzie Milton with this Heisman moment, moment, putting his name out there, I got Florida State winning this one. That's a bold prediction there. Yeah. So the big game, the main game, the last game we're going to pick is number five, Georgia. Your Bulldogs taking on number three, Clemson Tigers. Um the last time is the last time y'all played. Um, it was a season opener. Was that the time where what's his face broke his leg after celebrating a touchdown? Mitchell. Oh, uh, Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah, Malcolm Mitchell. Oh, uh, y'all won that game, didn't y'all? Y'all won. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Todd Gurley went off for like three TVs that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, we we did put a hurting on them Clemson boys back then. But that was the old Clemson. Um, yes, they're a do- different breed now. And I think us handing it to them like that really put them in t- high gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take credit for all their national championships. 
um, like I was on the team or anything. But right now the spread's sitting at uh, minus three, Clemson. And I'm here to tell you that Georgia's going to win by at least 11. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, let me, let me ride on that, bro. Let me ride on that. I got Georgia uh, plus two scores as well. Uh, DJ Ugalele, he's going to be nice, but Clemson's defense is on. Maybe it's coming back up, but it was crap last year. It wasn't that great the year before. Um, they were really just riding high on their offense, and really their defense coordinator is just stealing plays or whatever, and that's how they've gotten all their success. And if they still got a majority white secondary for this year, oh, boy, Clemson is going to be a very long season for you. Uh, yeah, I got Georgia winning. Yeah, Easily. and everyone, everyone wants to point at the fact that George Pickens is out, Dominique Blaylock's out, Darnell Washington is a maybe – uh, according to his last Instagram live the other day. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Rick Gilbert, our transfer from LSU, is out for personal reasons indefinitely. But even with all that, uh, Kyrus Jackson's going to be out there mm-hmm. throwing down. Uh, Y'all got Burton. Got Burton, Jermaine yeah. Burton. We got Arian Smith, one of the fastest dudes in college football. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised if JT throws four TDs and I'm going to say 315. Ooh, 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 I like it. And not only that, the the three-headed beast that we actually have this year at running back position is uh, including Zils, Zeus, Milton, and Cook. I think they might even combine for uh, at least two TDs. Hmm, hmm, I like it, I like it. Well, uh, so yeah, I guess we have Georgia and JT Daniel taking it all this year, huh? Yep. Yeah. You know what? Shout out to JT Daniels. We can get into this conversation later on because I really don't even know much about it yet. But the NCAA saying that players can make money now. Shout mm-hmm. out to JT Daniels for deciding to give 50% of all his earnings to his teammates. That's a real class act move. That is nice. That is nice. Um that is nice. We're yeah, we are gonna have to talk about that again though, because I'm not it may not be that nice because isn't there I think Georgia, like Brian Kemp put in some law that I mean if he wasn't having to give away 50%, he was still gonna have to give away a decent percentage anyways. So yeah, I'm not I'm not real versed on that stuff. I think it's I have mixed opinions on the whole whole thing oh i'm i'm totally with the uh nil i was just always against colleges playing paying their players um because yeah. i knew that was going to get messy real quick doesn't mean this isn't going to get messy i'm gonna have to read the georgia law again because i don't like like what we put put in there not you don't get all of it like right now they actually hold it for you uh until after you graduate control where your money goes and some of it does go back to the college. So that's why I was saying, I don't know if it's that great of a deed, but who knows? It's kind of, some, it's kind of some socialism crap and you know how we feel about that. So yeah, it was weird when I was reading it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to look it up just because I'm curious now. Yada, yada, yada. It allows student athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness through sponsorships, endorsements, Appearances, autographs, and social media, however, contains a few unique provisions. For example, Georgia's NIL statute allows universities to 
to elect an option that requires student athletes to share up to 75% of compensation. Yeah, see, yeah. It's a little bit of crowdfunding going on here in Georgia. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. If I was a college athlete, I'd <laughs> probably move to the state with the best best kind of law on that. It, well, to me, it sounds like JT Daniel really got a discount. You were out here praising him for giving away 50%. He's like, what you talking about? He's like, I was trying to negotiate it to even lower. Yeah, and what's 50% fifty percent divided by like 100 people? Is that like a half a percent? So yeah, I don't know might, how that works. I don't know either. But, hey, he decided to do it, so shout out to him. Yeah, shout out Lord to him. Lord Farquaad looking. <laughs> JT Daniels. Um. Anything else? Any parting shots before we go? Yeah. Um, if I get bored tonight, I might go put like a million toothpicks in Alabama Stadium. Hey, whatever you do, don't put a Scam Newton jersey on Paul Bear Bryant's statue. I'm going to say I forgot one of my Heisman potential candidates, and even though he plays for the team that we both hate the most, um, Tank, go have yourself a year, bro. Go have yourself yeah. a year. I had him on my watch list too. He's the only running back who really made it, but uh, he's got that whole team on his back this year. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He's going to be bailing out Blow Dicks. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, Bo Nicks a lot <laughs> this year. Well, that does it for us with not the experts. N T E C F B P F L. What's it? F L. What's the F L stand for? For life. Oh, for. <laughs> I'm Levi Evans. That's Chris Wesley. Follow us on the socials. Subscribe to us wherever you listen. Um, Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And remember what they say. If you can't feed a dog, don't buy a horse.